what's up everybody and welcome to another episode of rocket live i am your host chris vaglio and i appreciate each and every one of you for taking the time today to listen to an episode of the rocket live podcast as always today's interview was audio taken from a video that i did with my guest so three quick things i just want to let everybody know of at the top of the show Number one, you can always watch all of the video versions of these interviews over on the Rocket Growth Agency YouTube channel, and you can access the link directly to this interview by using the link in the show notes. And also while you're there too, please feel free to hit that subscribe button so that way you get notified every single time a new video is uploaded to the channel. And also please hit that subscribe button wherever you are listening to this podcast. Number two, if you enjoy the show and want to help and support the podcast, two ways you could do that is using the link in the show notes and heading over to buy me a coffee. And over there, uh, you can feel free to buy me a coffee and, and set whatever amount that you would like or that you feel most comfortable with. And another way that you can support the show is you can head over to my merch store, uh, which you can access through the links here in the show notes. And feel free to buy a piece of merchandise. We have all kinds of cool branded Rocket Growth Agency and Rocket Live merch over there. And uh, every time you buy a piece of merch, you're not only supporting the show, but we also do donate a portion of the proceeds to local charities here in New Jersey. And number three, if you're a creative business professional right now that's listening to this and you need help creating a rock star business and brand that will help you get noticed, feel confident and bring in more clients, then I definitely want to talk with you. Please feel free to use the link in the show notes and schedule a free 30 minute consultation with me as I'd be happy to help to get your business rocking. Now with that, Let's start the show. What's up, everybody? Hey, how are you? And welcome to another episode of Rocket Live. I'm your host, Chris Vaglio, and my guest today is just awesome. And I've been looking to speak with her for a long time. And uh, so I'm really excited to have uh, Chris Kosach on the show today. And we'll be getting to that in just a a minute. Uh, but before we get into it, just some quick housekeeping here at the top of the show. I want to thank our official sponsor of Rocket Live, kerryzarb.com. Uh, Carrie Zarb is a podcast marketing coach. So if you're looking to get your podcast notice, grow your audience, uh, whether you're new at podcasting or, hey, you're a seasoned vet, but you're looking to take it things to the next level, Carrie Zarb is the podcast marketing coach for you. And she has developed an incredible program uh, for any level that you're at. So she's got the seven days of simple podcast marketing, also your podcast marketing planner, any ultimate podcast and marketing planning guide. And you can get all of that by heading over to kerryzarb.com backslash simple is where you want to go. And all those links are in the show notes below. So make sure you show our show sponsors some love and support by heading over to kerryzarb.com backslash simple. Now, without further ado, I want to bring my awesome guest on. Hey, 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 Chris, how are you? I'm good. I was, I was just buying you a coffee. <laughs> buy, me, buy me a coffee. I got mine. It's cold and it's almost <laughs> gone, but that's all, got, that's thank awesome. you so much for having me on your show, Chris. We have talked about doing something like this for a long, long time. I know. I'm, I'm excited to be here. I know. I'm so excited to have you on too, because yeah, I mean, 
So I, I would love to, I'll frame this up just really quick. So first of all, I gotta be honest, I'm just a little bit nervous to be interviewing you, even though we've already done the show or two together, oh. because now I'm like overthinking it. And you've got like this awesome career in like being an, uh, an MTV VJ, and then this uh, really awesome career in, in professional broadcasting and being a TV host. So, you know, I know I'm getting like, you know, I'm, I'm talking to a real pro here as opposed to like, you know, this hack job setup I've got going on here yeah. with the show, but I appreciate you coming on and, and uh, you know, giving us some time. And, and real quick, I do want to thank Gabe. Hey, Gabe, how are you? Thanks so much for sharing the show out today. Thank you for all the love and support, brother. Really appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. But yeah, I, I appreciate you coming on today. So this this is really cool. Anytime. Yeah, this is really cool. Anytime. And it's true. I've been in the room where it happened, but I am kind of the Aaron Burr of entertainment, meaning that I'm a footnote <laughs> in a whole bunch of really cool things. I'm like a footnote if I even got that. But well, I've been I've been a lot of cool places. I'd love to share. Yeah, well, you've been part of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, listen, Gabe, wow, I'm nervous to be watching Chris Franklin. <laughs> Gabe, <laughs> you're amazing, man. You're amazing. So if any, hey, so real quick, too, if anybody else wants to dive in and chat and comment with us, just do that and uh, ask questions as we go here. This is an uh, audience participation show, so uh, definitely take advantage of the live nature of the show. And for those of you that are watching the replay, thank you so much for watching that, watching the replay with us. And if you're listening to the audio version of this, Thank you for doing that as well. So uh, just to frame this up really quick. So I met Chris uh, on a, believe it or not, <laughs> shocking, an online uh, audio streaming platform, which I know people have heard me talk about before. It's called Fireside. It was released uh, earlier um, well, in, in 2021. We're in 2022 mm -hmm. now. So it was released in 2021. And that was the platform where I started my other show that I do, the Chris and Amanda show with Amanda Sharp. And we started doing a show there. And as we started getting involved in the Fireside community, mm -hmm. I met Chris through Fireside. So really great people over there. Oh my gosh, the best. I've met yeah. so many great people, but like without Fireside, you and I would have never gotten connected and you are like totally like uh, my my soul sister from like, uh, you know, another mother, because you and I definitely have this like connection when it comes to music. And like, I love it. Like you're just on and you, you go to like a whole other level with like the music and the knowledge. And and I, I could talk to you forever about this stuff. So I think that's why you and I like bonded so quick yeah. over, over everything, because uh, you definitely uh, have the the acumen of uh, rock and roll history for sure. Well, well, well thank you, as do you, brother. But I, <laughs> just to, to illustrate the point a little further for your audience, yeah, yeah. there have been so many times when Chris and I were in one of these live streaming, streaming rooms with, I don't know, eight <laughs> people, 20 people, and he and I, like, he'll trigger me I'll trigger you. And then we just like, and then you stop to breathe. And it's like crickets. Yeah. <laughs> like we've yeah. lost everybody. Complete crickets. And so many times too, I'm, I feel like all those times always happen when it's like, I'm driving in the car and I'm like, Oh, I got I want to chime in. And I got to like figure out like how to get the audio sort of work in the car. So it doesn't all like sound weird. And 
because you're like going on and it's like, oh my God, I've totally got something to contribute to this because you're like, does anybody have anything they'd like to contribute? I'm like, I can't get up there fast enough. <laughs> or the time I did an entire Q&A with you in mind and you were unable to get there. Oh my gosh, I was so, that was, and by the way, and that's a great, that's a great segue because you also, on top of everything else that we just quickly discussed and we'll dive into this a little bit more and I, I know Gabe's got a question, so Gabe, we'll definitely get to that. Um, but you also have a really, really cool um, podcast called Text Pros and Rock and Roll. And thank you. I am now like getting like super addicted, addicted to that podcast because it's like every topic as I scroll through the episode, I'm like, oh, yep, I got to listen to that. Oh, yep, I got to listen to that one. Oh, this one's awesome. Like, because, you know, you just you, you find like all the right like kinds of like, I guess it's just the similarity and interest in music like. I like the Carpenters, but I love Question Mark and Mysterians. And I'm like, oh, well, look at I that. Know. She has an episode on the, on the Carpenters. She has an episode in an interview with Question Mark and Mysterians. You know, then there's the whole um, the the book with the emo and punk, and it's like that. And that was the Q and A I missed, and that was an awesome interview. So it's Thank like you. you are reading my brain as you're making these episodes. <laughs> you're my audience. You might one audience. I'm totally your mark when it comes to that. <laughs> no, that's great. Actually, it's a good problem to have, but I talked to my producer, Shar, and we started to scratch our heads like, uh, okay, we got to pace ourselves because we have women in punk. Then we have Dan Ozzy talking about punk going commercial. Then mm -hmm. we have Richard Hell from television, yeah. who is a founding father of New York punk. Right. And then we're like, Carpenters. Let's put yeah. the carpenters in there <laughs> because we pride ourselves on being a multi-genre, right? Running yeah. the gamut. So we are actually looking for to tell the story of Zydeco or tell the story of yeah. um, uh, EDM. We, we're starting to like dig deeper for that stuff too. But um, hey, I, this brings me to a good segue about uh, booking people. Uh, you know, it's it's not easy all the time to, to get people. I mean, you get, yeah. you, I've gotten your rock stars who have kind of, their people have yanked my chain, so to speak, um, to get them on platforms I'm associated with. Mm -hmm. I get them on and then right. crickets, you never hear from them again. It's been very, very frustrating. But, but um, I feel the pain of any podcaster that is out there because you're doing it alone where for, for a hundred years, there has been a team of no less than, I don't know, 15, 20 people up to 500 people trying to mm -hmm. make a production happen. And now right. we're everything. So it's very hard. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not easy, you know, and, and booking guests is, is and I have a friend of mine um, who I've done another podcast uh, with in the past. Uh, we, uh, my friend, Victor, we've done a galaxy geeks podcast for years and years and years. We did that until finally we had to take a hiatus from, but he does a music podcast as well. Uh, called Signals from Mars, and he does it. He's much more involved in the metal and hard rock world of things, and he's always trying to get interviews with guests and and bands and members, and he does okay. But some of the, so definitely some of the more like names um, mm -hmm. he's had, and he's he, uh, if he's listening, I'm sure he'll he'll chime in. But he uh, he has some great <laughs> nightmare stories about you know trying to book guests and people not showing up and all kinds of like crazy stuff when it's like hey we're here live on the air and then the guest just decides they're just not showing up for the for the interview it's kind of like uh okay like when oh, it's just that's so, the worst yeah. oh, oh there he is he just checked in <laughs> did he really yeah, oh that's the yeah. worst 
you can do a whole we can do a whole episode on that <laughs> yeah yeah nothing worse yeah. than trying to get guests and having them ghost you yep he's got plenty of stories i'm sure you guys can trade lots of war stories oh my god it's the oh, 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 oh victor did you ever get the the rock star or the celebrity who gives you the yep and the nope answer <laughs> that's all you get is the yep and the nope and the staring you up and down oh it's the yeah, worst it is the worst that is absolutely the worst. It's it, I'm sure he's gotten plenty of that because he's he's definitely done a lot of interviews over the years. And, you know, and he does a lot of research. And I know that's the other thing, too, is like you do a lot of research because you want to have great conversations. You want to ask some of those questions that maybe they don't always get, you know, asked all the time because it yeah. leads to like a really interesting conversation about like this this artist and what yeah. they're about and how they do what they do, why they do what they do, what makes them tick, you know? And that's that's the stuff that I love hearing, you know, hearing like the real person, not sort of like the canned, yeah. like PR marketing answer. I know, I know, and you know what I'm finding though? I'm finding when it comes to booking guests, when we first came out of the gate, oh, right before the pandemic. So, I mean, it was, we trudged along in the beginning. So I would say almost two years ago we started mm -hmm. And uh, we were going for the big guys at the time. Right. We really were. And uh, but we got we got a couple like decent sized people who have big cult followings. And mm -hmm. then uh, and it kind of got quiet there for a while. But we've landed in this area where music journalists love us and yeah. and artists who haven't been really active still love us. And and I'm and then we've gotten, you know, fan mail from people saying, that they appreciate the fact that we are telling the stories that haven't been told a million times. Right. I think you might've even said that to me once. So we've kind of landed there and that's what we've been sticking with. But every now and then you do kind of have to have a name in there as well. Yeah, I mean, it definitely helps, you know, it's and that's part of the, you know, the allure of like, oh, that's cool. I'd like to list because a lot of times that's the episode that brings people to the actual podcast, like the whole right. show and be like, oh, well, if they come, if they discover that episode because of this name, now maybe they're more apt to check out some of the other episodes in in the in your you know of the podcast that they normally may not have even thought of looking for you know because there's yeah. so many podcasts right I mean oh. it's a it's it is a gigantic ocean of podcasts mm -hmm. and to find ones that you like and you enjoy is it's it's a real uh, it's kind of a struggle you know because mm -hmm. there's a you know there's gold out there. Mm -hmm. But you got to, you know, you got to listen to a lot of podcasts. You, you listen to things and you take a chance here and there. But that's it. when you have that name, sometimes it's the thing that's like, oh, it's like the, the light and the magnet that brings you to like a certain uh, show. Yeah. You know, I also do a, uh, a, a indie curated hour show for mm -hmm. a British radio station. Actually, I'm starting to play it here in the U.S. too a little bit. But uh, I do this curated thing and I'm getting some attention and love from some indie artists because they're feeling the same thing. You know, you've got to right. go into the deep, deep water of music. And a lot of it is just kind of trite and been there, done that derivative. Yeah. And then some of this stuff is just like, wow, there's really breaking some ground here, yeah. but they don't have a huge following on Instagram or whatever, but they did it right. themselves and they're great. So, you know, I mean, I like to think of us as indie musicians. How's that? I like that. That's good. That's a good analogy. I like that a lot. It's, but yeah. it's true. I mean, it's very, the parallels are are there for sure. You know, mm -hmm. it's it's really not too much different other than the fact that, hey, well, they're writing music, but we're, we're still producing content as well. 
uh, you know, whether whatever kind of talk or entertainment, whether it's entertainment or just discussion, but whatever it is, I mean, you're still doing it, you're putting it out there. It's still very much a DIY attitude, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, so whether it's you're out there making music or you're, you know, doing things like this, you're still imploring the uh, the indie and, and DIY mentality to, to exactly. get it out there for sure. Exactly, exactly. So, um, uh, what is it? What is this so comment Victor here? Victor is saying, or so a continuation of uh, what you were saying about guests ghosting, uh, or and saying, "Yep, nope." So he said, or you have your interview focused on a period of time in an artist's career, and then they tell you, "Well, this is what that was about," and I'm not going to answer anything else about that my time in that band. Twenty questions wrapped up in seventeen seconds. That's terrible. Oh my gosh, that they would do that to you. Ugh. That stinks. I guess you just have to be ready for anything, you know? Yeah. I mean, I have an artist that's coming up in the not too distant future. I don't know if I'm gonna get a zinger from that person, but I am yeah. I am not the interviewer who, who will have somebody on with a book I, and have my intern read the book for me. Yeah. I read the book. I actually read the book. I've had a couple of people say to me, oh my God, you, you actually read this thing. And I said, well, actually, it was Nancy Burrell, who, um, whose husband was in um, SFD. Yep. And uh, I, I, was, I said something, and she, she said, you read my book. And I said, can you, can you really tell when people have read it? And she goes, yeah, and most people don't. Yeah. And um, so I really do pr try to pride myself on that. But that's why we've kind of slowed down on the books, mm -hmm. because I don't – if these artists are going give to give you your, their time – but I'm going to be respectful and right. do my homework. And there's just too many BSers out there with that. Oh, you know what I always go to? For a while there, I was an entertainment reporter. You know that. Yeah. And um, I'd be on the red carpet at like the Grammys. And the dumb girl next to me would say, who are you wearing? And who are you excited to see tonight? And, you know, isn't this fabulous and uh, wonderful to see you? And just all this generic nonsense. Right. And they wouldn't even know who they're talking to, yeah. you know, it was, it just sickened me a little bit and they just don't do their homework. And I don't know why, but then again, these are the big, huge, you wonder why the big, huge celebrities get frustrated with the media. And I think that that's why, because there's a lot of disingenuous uh, uh, media types out there as well, you know? Yeah. No, and I, I agree. I mean, I think that uh, there's quite a few people out there that just don't, do the homework or the prep work, you know, and, and, and then, yeah. And then therefore you just get these kind of like vapid kind of questions that are like directed. I mean, they're just so general and it's just like, how many times do you keep saying those things? And they just, you know, they don't know who you are. They didn't take the time to learn. And yeah, okay. I, I can definitely see where the annoyance comes in yeah, uh, for, for sure. sure. So I got, so Gabe's got a great question. I think this is a good way to segue into some of the stuff that we talked about at the top of the okay. show. Um, but uh, Gabe's asking, so Chris, what was your big break in getting into the entertainment industry? Because now from what I know and from what you've shared with me, I, I think that your first or one of your first gigs was getting, was landing a spot as a uh, VJ in MTV too. It was, there's a good story there. Would you like to hear it? I would love to hear it. I'm sure Gabe okay. would like to, too. <laughs> All right, so you know that old adage, you know, where, where a window's closed, a door is open, or yeah. something like that, right? So I had been slugging it as a radio DJ, an alternative radio, for a couple of years. Not, not actually, in hindsight, I look back and it was about a four year span, which is nothing really, right. but I had gone from, Modesto to Reno to Omaha to St. Louis 
in mm -hmm. four years. Wow. And um, <laughs> I know. And I was hired to be on the air in St. Louis as part of a morning show. Mm -hmm. And within a couple of months of landing there, a television show in Los Angeles had asked me to come be on that national network, uh, that national magazine coffee show, and, uh, and represent St. Louis. I had lived in St. Louis for three months, but what an honor. Of course I'm going to do it. Yeah. Well, I don't think this went over too well with the morning crew that I was with because they were both from St. Louis. Mm. And they're great broadcasters. They really are. But my boss said, go for it. I'm like, okay. So I did. And I was the only one that was asked. So it was take it or leave it. Do it or pass. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like bring my people with me. It wasn't like that at all. Right. So uh, I did it. I loved it. There was a little hullabaloo about it when I got back to the station. Unfortunately, either as a result of or um, simultaneously, there was chemistry problems with me in the morning show. Mm -hmm. The truth is, and I don't blame them in hindsight now, in my in my old age old wisdom, <laughs> I don't blame them. I think that there should be more chemistry tests before we went in there because right. we have massively different ways of doing a show. I'm a big queen when it comes to a big queen. That sounds terrible. <laughs> I'm I'm the queen of prep. I right. think prep is really important, as you know. Mm -hmm. And my team kind of didn't see it that way. They they were very talented and thought, wing it. You start prepping at like five o'clock in the morning for a six o'clock show mm -hmm. and you're out the door at 1030. And I was like, no, you, you get there at five o'clock in the morning, but you leave at 2 p.m. in the afternoon and have it all teed up for tomorrow. Right. So we really had this fundamental difference. And mm -hmm. then there was this television thing and, and it was ugly. And the only time in my life I ever threw up my hands and said, I quit was then. Oh, wow. And I regretted it. And I kind of like wanted to stuff it back in my mouth, but the cat was out of the bag. And, um, and I went back to my boss and I said, I don't know what to do. I've moved here for this, you know, it sucks. And he really had a heart. And so did another executive. Some people didn't in the building at all. They're like, move on, good riddance to her. Um, but my boss said, and I'll say his name, Alex Luke, uh, who is now at Amazon, I think. He's been mm -hmm. at all these big companies. He said, I know someone at MTV and you should apply. Well, okay. to answer the question that was on the, the docket, I put together, I watched MTV, I monitored it. I put together a tape and a resume like you would in radio, but I did a video version of it send it to MTV in a super tricked out package. And, and this was my secret sauce. It was good timing. And I had no idea that they were launching MTV too, mm -hmm. but my package would have arrived like the first week of July. And they hired me like the second week of July. Oh, they wow. Like, like bring me out. I was, Holy I was, smokes. <laughs> I was on the table. I was on the table when they said, we need talent. Oh, well, look at this one. And they went, wow, that's pretty good. Okay, bring her in. Man, timing is everything, right? <laughs> yeah, really. So um, so that was great. That was my first break, big break. And MTV2 wasn't seen by too many people at all, but they did do a crossover and make it kind of a show mm. on MTV proper. And then I worked with MTV Radio and did some streaming for um, Viacom. This is in the late 90s, so it was very, yeah. very, very early. So that's how I hopped into it. And and after getting laid off uh, a year or so later, 
it was painful, but I realized again in my old wisdom that when you're laid off, other people are laid off, and then there becomes this diaspora of talented people out there. And now yeah. you know people at ESPN, and you know people at ABC, and you know people right. at, right? And, mm -hmm. and that's what happened. I ended up getting a job with another man who had been laid off in San Francisco, and I got a husband out of it. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there you go um but i mean that that's great i mean that's a really great story because and i think that that is you know for everybody uh watching and listening too i think that that there, there's a lot to be learned from you know the story that you just told because and it's a lot of the age-old like uh you know all you got to do is is do these things but but the thing is the thing that makes it unique is that most people and you know this, most people don't take the effort to do the things. Now, it doesn't, that doesn't mean even if you do have all the steps that it's going to work out. But the thing is, is because you do those things, you never know what kind of opportunity you've set into motion. And it may not be that opportunity today that you originally were going for. And in this case, it, it did work out. Mm -hmm. um, but just because you did that, and if it didn't work out, who knows what else that would have led to and that's why you have to do the things like you, you did the homework, you know, you put the time and you did the research, you put together a good presentation, you know, you, you put, you put time and effort into that. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is that, yeah, the timing was everything, but you know what you did on there, like if you, if they timing, okay, this is great. Let's, let's hire her. But if they popped that tape in and you sucked, like, well, maybe they just went up, maybe you wouldn't have gotten the call. So you know, it's it's really important to to say like whatever it is you're doing, like you can't, you have to put the time and effort into making it look the best you can do, to then be able to get the opportunity. And, and you may not always get the first hit, but mm -hmm. it's what comes after it that that matters as well. Yeah, and right. I think that that's a really important thing to take away from from your story. And I and it's not and you know and I we all know there's no such thing as luck, right? We make our own opportunity here. And the thing is, is like. So again, you could have done all that and the timing is right, but if you didn't do a good job or if like you didn't put the time and effort into making something good and quality, yeah. chances are that you may not have even gotten that call regardless of the timing, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, I think that that's an important thing to, to take away from, from everything that you were just talking about. You know, I, I want to add one more thing to that. And I, I had it in my mind at some point, first of all, they say it's who you know in entertainment, right? It's, well, it's it's everything in business. It's your network. It's your relationships. Right. Like that's that's what it is. That's how you. To me, that's the cornerstone of doing business or anything in life. Right. Is it's the people you know. It's the relationships you make. Exactly, and you just got to get to know people. But I wanted right. to add this one um, uh, nugget, if I may. Uh, I started to realize somewhere along the line of having. I did the work. I knew I was ready. I was my best self. Uh, and, and I just wanted to, you know, throw my cat, cast my line in as many directions as possible, but for whatever, re for whatever reason, and this is before data was such a, a buzzword on our lexicon, mm -hmm. uh, I just thought, okay, I got it in my brain. This is a statistical certainty that I'm going to get a job statistical certainty, right? Right. So what I'm going to do is, um, thanks Gabe. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put, do things in hundreds, 
Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I remember being in New York and seeing this girl go to a mailbox and she had this huge stack of, I don't know what that size is, those business size envelopes. You yeah. Know, yeah. Like those big, yeah. Things. Yeah. She had a huge stack and she was putting all these things in. I know what she, what she was doing. She was an actress putting headshots and resumes in the mail. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So when I saw that, I thought, Bing, I'm going to do that. And I'm going to do it with the number 100. So when I was looking for a new agent, I put together headshots and resumes, 100. And I thought, let's see what percentage I get back. And I got about 8%, maybe 8%, maybe okay. 8 responses from people right. willing to either talk to me or consider me, right? I'm like, okay, all right, 8, that's where I am. And so ever since then, and that was a long time, I was in my, in my 20s, um, I've always kind of had it in my brain to do things by the hundred, you know, right. so like our podcast, I'm going to do a hundred and see where we are. And I tried writing a novel a few years ago. I put out a hundred queries for this book that never went anywhere, but I did get about 12% feedback mm -hmm. from people saying they were interested and wanted to see more, but I just shelved it and mo moved it right. on. But I think that people give up because they think I'm going to put it out there. And if I don't get anything, I'm done, but you can't, right. you've got to think maybe if I'm lucky, I'll get 10% feedback, 10%. Yeah. And that's pretty damn good. Eight, eight to 10% is pretty damn good feedback. It is. It is very good. And it just becomes a law of averages or the numbers, right? You're yeah. playing the numbers game. Same thing in like sales and business development. It's like if I make 100 phone calls, if 10% of them actually pick up and take the meeting with me, that's really good. That's right. really good. And you could pretty much, as you just said, you can apply that to that pretty much anything. I mean, as long as you're, you know, you're putting it out there. And that's the thing. If your your expectation should be in that, in that, I mean, if you do more than that, hey, that's great. Like uh, that is that is tremendous. But really, the reality of it is, it's really going to be in that that ten percent, eight to ten percent kind of a uh, range for sure. But mm -hmm. you got, but you got, but you got to put them out there. You know, you have to do the work like that. And it's just that's just how it goes. I mean, you have people don't always see things. They don't always notice things. And and you just have to plant a seed sometimes. And yeah, and the timing's a little bit, but this is where relationships come in and, and leveraging the relationships that you spent time, um, you know, really cultivating and, and really getting to know people. And that's mm -hmm. when, you know, and when you start to then begin to ask for help from those relationships, um, that's when you can get some really great things happening, you know? And mm -hmm. I think people a lot of times forget to just ask. I think your people exactly. are sitting around waiting for it to happen, but you know, one of two things are is that, you know, people have busy lives themselves and I hate to break it to you as, as good as friends as, as we all are with everybody, they're not always sitting around waiting for your call and you're, they're not always thinking about you. And, and it's not that they don't like you. It's just because they're living their lives. So if you think everybody, you know, in your world is just sitting and thinking about you all the time, that's not the case at that's all, right. you know, and I'm like that, right. And people want to be asked like if you have a relationship with them there's nothing wrong with asking for help as long as you're not like a mooch you know and you're just constantly like asking and never giving you know it's it's a give and take you know you got you gotta you gotta be willing to give as much as you're willing to receive and so yep. you know you have to keep that always in mind but you know think about the people in your life and the things that you're trying to accomplish out there and a lot of times it's just as easy as just asking <laughs> that's really it yep yep no doubt. Yeah. So Gabe's checking back in. The things, the things is that having the right 10% to connect can change everything. Yep. That's true. 
That is true too. You got to be strict. You can't just, you know, open the phone book. Yeah. I mean, that might work too, but right. for somebody, but, uh, but yeah, you kind of got to do your homework once again and be fearless, do your homework, be mm-hmm. fearless. That's it. Yep. Absolutely. Got to be fearless. Got to be courageous. Got to take those, those first steps. And I know it's not always easy, right? I, I know yeah. for, it's not always the most comfortable thing in the world, but you know what? It's and I know everybody's heard this statement a thousand times before, and people who have come on the show before and said it. But you got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. <laughs> it's it's how yeah. we all learn to grow as as human beings, and and you know, and there's going to be lessons learned from anything you do like that. Like though, everything you just outlined, right? How you did what you did. Like I bet if you, um, if I was to ask you now, like what were the top like lessons learned from that entire experience? I bet you'd be like, oh my gosh, like if I hadn't done that, I would have never learned this or learned this or like even understood what the, like you could rattle yeah. it off, but you didn't yeah. know that before you, you, you did it, you know, like, yeah. you know, there, there was a lot of things I'm sure you learned just from that experience alone. Oh God, which one, which experience, right. every single experience, yeah. right? Every single one, uh, the, the radio station, the chemistry and, and you know, all the people around me learn lessons too. So it's a win for everybody. But a part of the other thing, the other thing is not knowing what's in your future can freak you out and not having the maturity to understand this is part of the journey. Right. And, uh, and also, like, I remember, oh, <laughs> there was another radio station where I got laid off, and I took it so personally. It was really? my, it was this podunk little place in Reno, Nevada, and um, and made some great colleagues out of there. But one of them, I'm going to give a shout out. His name is Chris Ewing, and he's a, such a sweetheart. He said to me, we all feel really bad believe me, we don't want you to go because now we have to do your work too. (laughs) And then he said, so we're, it's not like we're all enjoying this. And then he said, I've told everybody around here and I'm going to say it again. You, a year from now, you're going to be better off than all of us. And he was right. Mm -hmm. And years later, when I saw him running the show at a whole cluster of radio stations, right. Uh, I, he said the same thing. He said, I told you. And I'm like, Oh my God. And you too. And he said, absolutely. So like we all fell forward and, and don't be afraid of falling forward because when you fall forward, you grow and that's part of the journey and it's beautiful. And you just can't see that when you're 22. Yeah. yeah. Well said. Absolutely. Well said. Yeah. It's, it's hard to see those things when, when you're that age and, you know, and that's the thing that makes us who we are is the experiences that we live and the lessons that we learn. It's just, you know, life is yeah. just a, a series of experiences that we're just going through. And, you know, you, the experience you have is different from the experience I have, and we've taken different things from them, but we've applied it to everything that we've done, mm-hmm. you know, as we, as we go on in life, you know, and I think one of the things too, that, um, that you are, you know, really, I, I love, like, this is why I love talking to you because, so, you know, I, I got a feeling like if we, if we didn't have a time limit here, you and I would probably talk for like another like two to three hours, just about um, life, business, music, you know, all, all, all the stuff, um, <laughs> you know, that, that we get into. Yep. But I think what, what I love about your story is how you just continue to keep doing the things that you love. You know, you're so passionate about music and you're always still finding ways to be able to 
you know, do all the things you love. I mean, you know, we talked about text pros and rock and roll, but that's not the only thing that you're involved in right now. I mean, you're doing the the show on Brum Radio, which is which is really wild. I love I love that. It's so cool. And you're doing this whole like road trip across America so uh, show right now with with that. And I think that's really good. Um, and that, that's what I, I love to see that, that you're still like with all the things that you've got going on, you're still living like your passion. You know, I think that's just great. You know, thank kudos you. to you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I, you know, I guess I, I found my, my niche. Mm-hmm. I'm not making any money off of it. I'm glad the rent is paid. That's fantastic. But at the same time, you know, I'm, do what you love, right? Right. And uh, they say the money will follow. Money hasn't followed yet, folks. <laughs> but but I am definitely doing what I love. And for a while there, I put it all away when I was changing diapers and everything. That was right. really hard. But <laughs> um, but I found that my identity is entwined in this. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when you when you find your people found my people here right here um when you find your people you know you kind of have to just um lean into it yeah i love it and uh and i just showed wick uh vicky uh, had commented before that she says i love that expression fall forward so i think that's thank you vicky cool so uh we do have another question from gabe here um he said what advice would you give to someone wanting to get into radio or entertainment um, run. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, agree, I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I would have a few pieces of advice. Okay. It kind of, I would love to pick your brain a little bit more and know specifically what you mean, but I'll give you a generic answer. And if you'd like a follow-up, Gabe, I'm happy to give it to you. Okay. Um, to get into radio, <laughs> there's a quick story, a very quick story. I wanted to be a journalist. I didn't want to be a DJ. I just happened mm. to love music, but I wanted to be a serious journalist. And I was my college news director and found that the DJs between my newscasts didn't show up. So I started spinning the records until my next newscast and kind of, did I get a following? I don't know, but my friends were listening right. and they called in and one, this guy, Mike called in and said, um, you need to change majors because you're kind of pretty good at this. And he didn't say you suck at the news, <laughs> but he may as well have. <laughs> I guess it really showed so um, that my passion was there. So he said, you should get a job. And I called my favorite radio station and asked for an informational interview to just explore this idea of getting right. into like commercial radio. They said, come on down, kid, and bring your uh, demo tape. And I went, okay. And I went, click. Because uh, we back then we went click, right? And um, and I thought, oh my god, what goes on a demo tape? So I called a competitor, my second favorite radio station, <laughs> <laughs> and sat on the request line for forever till I got the jock and fibbed and said I was doing a demo tape for my college station KCSS, and I didn't know what went on one. What what do I put on a demo tape? And he told me what to put on the demo tape. Went back to KCSS, created that, put together mm-hmm. the demo tape took it to KDJK (laughs) and they listened. And again, great timing. A week later, they said, Hey kid, I I think you're in the right place at the right time. And I got my first radio gig. So again, timing. Okay. But to get into radio, you'd need a demo. I'll tell you very quickly. You need maybe 90 seconds of different ins and outs, a sample of what you can do. doesn't even have to be real. It can be fake. Mm -hmm. Um, And then for entertainment, 
you would do a video version of the same exact thing. And once again, it can be fake because whoever the casting person is or the producer is, they want to see who you are, what you're all about, and what you'll bring to the project. They don't really care if, um, I mean, it, sure, it's impressive if you were with ABC News or CNN, right? someone like that. But if you're, don't, you're not going for that job first time out, right? You're going yeah. for Padunky Dunk. And <laughs> in order to get a job with Padunky Dunk, you just have to come up with something to show them what you're all about. In fact, Chris, what you're doing right here, this could be made into a demo that's, easily. That's very true. You're right. You're right. And I know Gabe, Gabe does a lot of like live, live streaming on LinkedIn. So um, Gabe, there you go. You've already got a lot of content there. I would just, uh, yeah, do, do what, do what Chris said, cut, cut, make a, make a 90 second reel. Yeah. And start with the very best stuff because people will tune out like this. True. So it's almost like bait, like your best thing first right. and then your second best thing second and don't make anything too long and don't have such a big head that you think someone's going to be watching for in five minutes of your video because they won't. Right. That's true. <laughs> That's that is very very true. Yeah, they they do not. They just it put put the fire and the heat up front. <laughs> yep, exactly. Sure. Exactly. These are easy questions. You want to ask me some hard questions? <laughs> these are fun. <laughs> these are these are fun. These are fun. I know. I'm like once again, we could be on forever and ever and ever talking about this for sure. Yeah, and I feel like there's like even a ton more things I didn't even get a chance to ask you. But see, this is why I said to you like. Um, I, I like a free flowing conversation. Like that's, that's how these go. And that's where I feel like the best, uh, moments, you know, come out and, and what makes it more interesting for, you know, I think us. And then also for the people listening, it's just, you know, it's two people chatting about uh, the things that they love doing and, and I love doing this. And that's why I'm glad I, I got you on here. Cause it's like a Thank real you. kindred spirit for sure. For and, sure. Yeah. I mean, we're definitely gonna have to do a part two of this for sure. Right. I, I, it's, it has to happen because there's about a billion rock and roll stories I want to ask you. And <laughs> see, this is this is all the stuff that's going into the book. That's why you got to pick the book back up again because I want to read. I want to read all the behind the scenes stuff. That's what I want to hear. That that's the good the stuff. Juicy stuff. That's the juicy stuff. The heroin and 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 yeah. right sexual stuff all the stuff all, all, <laughs> all the, all the dirty the stuff backstage hollywood sleaze like <laughs> well that's third person that's where i was in the room where it happened i always but kept that's my nose okay. clean <laughs> that's I'm, okay i'm proud to say i never cheated i look back mm -hmm. on some people that i would consider like cheating right to get to the the top bar and i think to myself god if i've been a liar and a cheater and a stealer and you know, sucked up to some of these executives, I'd be very rich and famous. But you know what? I sleep well at night. I'm still yeah. a good girl at heart. And yeah. this is where I'm going to be. I'm okay with that. Yeah, no, I, I, I 100% uh, agree with that. I think it's, I think it's great, because it's like, you know, not all everybody survives the, uh, the hard tales of rock and roll. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's nice to come out the other side of that. And yeah, and you got some great stories to tell, too. So it's... yeah, thank you very much. That's not to say, though, that there isn't, um, uh, a tough side of, of, of ever being a broadcaster that like Gabe was alluding to, you know, you've got your, your tricky uh, artists who were kind of like, uh, they're in a bubble world, you know, in a way I don't blame them because there's so many people hinging on these people with a paycheck, you know, they're yeah. all relying on this paycheck that they'll do and say whatever it takes. And then suddenly the, a lot of these artists are in their own little world and right. think their stuff doesn't stink. And, whatever but at the end of the day you know authenticity and being genuine those are buzzwords in mm -hmm. this day and age oh i want to 
asterisk right there. I want to go off on something in just okay. a second. But uh, but being genuine and being sincere, that is really what it's all about. Just be a good person. Just be a right. good human. But one of the things that just chaps my hide in entertainment, this is for you, Gabe, is the fact that there is this bacterial, icky, <laughs> festering, ugly uh faux authenticity that's out mm. there where people like uh are doing their impersonation of Tony Robbins and selling you their course right and this that just disgusts me it grosses me out and it's certainly not anything new i just think we're seeing it's incredibly prevalent that there's uh so many uh, uh, life coaches that are. 20, There's a lot of snake 30. oil. <laughs> There's a lot of snake oil, and it's nothing new. I know that, but I'm just tired of it. And then I'm tired. What I really don't like is the take the charlatans who are catching on to buzzwords yes. like authenticity and trying to like sell that yeah. when it's anything but. That's frustrating to me. Yeah, no, it is. It is. It's very frustrating. And I think that it's it's something that I think it comes along with almost anything. Anytime you have an explosion of whatever technology community, there's always going to be the, hey, how do we make a quick buck out of it? And I think that, uh, you know, uh, going what we've just gone through over the last uh, that we're still going through over the last two years, uh, definitely created an opportunity for people to take advantage of those who are in uh, different positions and finding themselves in new um, new places in life that they didn't expect. And so there's always going to be those segments of the population that are mm -hmm. like parasites and will, uh, you know, take advantage of that. But, 100%. you know, it's, it's uh, just why you just got to have uh, your head on your shoulders and, and question everything. That's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, ask questions. Don't just be so uh, eager to plunk down some 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 dollars <laughs> and again do your research on someone who wants to sell you a course look yeah. really into them how long have they been at it you know are they just getting their stuff from some master class right right yeah so yeah no very 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 true and victor saying yeah preach on i hate signing up for those things and continuously having snake oil salespeople trying to sell you their wares exactly yeah it is it is very very annoying and yeah you make you make a great point there um so before we wrap it up so I, I just want to bring it back real quick because I do want to end on a, on a musical note here. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so, so before before we go into uh, and, and wrap this up, so a couple couple quick questions for you. So, uh, and I know you and I started sort of talking about this, I think, in a back channel chat one time. But what is your favorite music venue that you've that you've been to live live music venue like or or a couple i mean it could be a couple of them it doesn't have to be the ultimate one but i know you and i started chatting about this briefly like on some back channel chat somewhere but yeah yeah um do i have to give you just one no you can give me more than one okay um okay this is gonna date me but many years ago many many years ago um when Midnight Oil was still very popular. I oh, love yeah. that band. And they are back now because, you know, with climate change and everything, this is like Peter Garrett's like territory. He was preaching this stuff yeah. way back in the day. Yes, he was. So, mm -hmm. um, but anyway, the Blue Sky Mining Tour, which I think would have been in the early 90s, I think, um, they played at the, at the Greek Amphitheater in Berkeley, California. Oh. And, uh, 
it was a sold out show and I went with my sister and it was general admission, but they kind of had this, this rope and you couldn't go in. Uh, I wasn't in the music industry, obviously then. And uh, so no special treatment, but yeah. we were standing with all these other people and they were going to open up this area and people were just free for all grab your spot. Mm -hmm. And like any other outdoor amphitheater, it's, there's so many like that. Right. But it was under the stars and it was a gorgeous night. It was a particularly gorgeous, gorgeous night. And uh, I, I was, I'm tiny, or at least I used to be. So I was standing at the front of the thing and I, I took the blanket from my sister. And when they opened up that, um, that uh, perimeter uh, rope, I took the blanket and I chucked it as far as I could. And like magic, it landed like in the middle, mm -hmm. right? And so kind of claimed my spot. And then I ran to it as fast as I could. And people were kind enough to kind of like sit around the blanket that I had chucked there. Right. So my sister and I get there. We are like middle center. It's fantastic. Weather is great. Um, Midnight, Midnight Oil comes out and does their set. And the whole, I don't know, 10,000 people that were there that night, they were mm -hmm. all huge fans. And in unison, people are just like singing together, complete strangers. And it was a beautiful, beautiful night. And years and years later, when I got to meet Peter Garrett, I said to him, um, I've never been able to tell anyone this before. And he's looking at me like, oh, God, what is she going to say? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yours is the best concert I've ever seen. And I told him when that was. And this is like a long time later, right? right. And he said, oh, my gosh, I remember that night. I remember that night. That's only happened a few times. That was really magical. So that's a long way of saying that the Greek amphitheater in Berkeley, California is very magical mm. for forever, always will be. Um, and then I'm just going to, it's not there anymore, unfortunately, but CBGB's is so gross as it was. Yep. It, it's a really special, magical place. It really was. <laughs> it was, it was <laughs> disgusting, but it was also magical. <laughs> It really was. And there just hasn't been anything like that anywhere else. I wish they had stripped it. I heard that they had taken the toilet and they were going to open a CBGB in Vegas and they never did that. Yeah, I heard so. that that they did some, they were supposed to do something like that, but I, I don't think it ever happened. Uh, nah. Yeah, it's, you can't, I don't know. It's not the same. It's just that that's it. It existed there and that was where, and now that it's like, it's just, it's gone. As far as I'm concerned, it's gone. It's just, you know, there's pictures, there's videos. Uh, I'd rather that than like, actually here's the vegas version of cb it's like whatever you know yeah it's not the same it's not the same <laughs> not at all not at all yeah. so anyway i'm sure i'll think of another fantastic venue when we wrap this up but yeah but those two those also no that's two. good i like that those those are good i like the the midnight oils uh story that that's very cool i've never been to the to the greek amphitheater there um I, 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 it's, I, it's a venue I've heard about a lot. Um, Have you? you know, yeah, I've heard about it and I know that some bands have released things from there and, and all that, but yeah, I've never, never physically been there. So that, that's definitely a place I'd love to see a show. It's still there, right? They didn't take that yep. down or okay. Nope. Cause I know it's like some of these, some of these, uh, sheds and stuff, they, they're like, some of them get taken down and rebuilt or moved or whatever. So. No, thankfully you know. that one's been there for a very, very long time. And I think, Luckily, I could be wrong about this, but mm -hmm. I think that the architect, Julia Morgan, might have had something to do with the back side mm -hmm. of it. And if that's the case, then that that's not going to go anywhere because she's just like a a time-honored, like the the top female architect of all time. Mm -hmm. She's the female, frankly, the right. Wow. So, um, so yeah. So, I don't think that'll change. That's um, very cool. Yeah. 
Well, very cool. Thank you so much for sharing that. That that's great. And um, like I said, I think I could spend another hour with you talking about music. So we'll we're, we'll we'll shelve that. We're gonna do a part two to okay. this for sure, and we'll do more music based uh, stuff because I've got a bunch of other things I wanted to ask you that I didn't even get a chance to. So that, that's okay. It's <laughs> good. It just Absolutely, it's, gives us a reason fun. to do this again. So uh, so before we wrap it up, why don't you? Um, share some of the places that people can, can connect with you. I've been uh, flashing the website up for those that have been watching us live. And for those that are watching the replay, you'll see the website coming up uh, to Chris's uh, actual personal website. And then also uh, textprosandrockandroll.com. Um, and all these links will be in the show notes. But Chris, why don't you go ahead and let everybody else know where they can uh, get a hold of you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Chris. Um, your audience is awesome. Those were great questions too, everybody. So thank you very much. Uh, and thanks for the comments as well. So the podcast drops on Tuesdays, Text Pros and Rock and Roll. And uh, that was our website as well. You can find us on all the major platforms. We're also on KLBP Long Beach Public Radio. And we are actually looking for other public radio stations around the United States to give our material to. We're, we're not looking for a buck here at all. If anything, mm -hmm. we'll try to hopefully get ourselves some grant money, which we will then share with radio stations. So in reality, it would almost behoove public radio stations to pick us up because that's only going to help us go after some grant money for them. Okay. So, um, so KLBP, Long Beach Public Radio, you can also hear us on the TuneIn app uh, for uh, KLBP. Uh, Brum Radio, as you said, every Monday night at, uh, what is it? It is 11 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time, which I think is like, I don't know, 8 p.m. your time, maybe? I think um, so. I, I think like so. That? Yeah, I think we're on the Greenwich Mean Time thing. Yeah. I think so. Yes. <laughs> Please look it up. <laughs> it's also on demand on the Brum website. Yes. But that's Road Trip USA, and we are taking a, a virtual road trip. We started in New England. We're going to go all the way to the West Coast, and then who knows, we may go back. But if you know of any fantastic indie artists, I am still in the Midwest. And then we've got all West of the Rockies to do. So I am taking requests from anybody who's got a friend who's an, an indie band. We'll give it a whirl and you might hear it on there. And then you can reach me directly at either my Instagram, which is at Chris Kosach. That's my personal page. But you're going to have to put up with kids and puppies and stuff like that. <laughs> or <laughs> maybe more importantly, I would be really grateful if you would follow us on Instagram, which is at text pros rock and roll it's an n not an ampersand um and and i respond to everything personally there so thanks victor yes I appreciate that victor lives in spain so i think he's on he's on the same time as that so yeah <laughs> thank you for that yeah but so that's uh, how to reach me i hope to hear from people yeah so uh just what victor is saying here for those of you listening if it's 11 o'clock in the uk it's 6 p.m on the east coast so for those of you uh listening in so definitely check out brum radio it is very cool i've heard it i'm really enjoying your um your road trip uh series there i think it's really cool so and i every time Thank you post you. like on twitter like hey i'm looking for band suggestions i'm always trying to like jump in with like a couple like you know little little cool suggestions although I, it's hard to get anything that you haven't heard already so i'm always like oh what that's Maybe. not true <laughs> I, I feel like Wait. you've got you've heard so many things so it's always like 
I'm like, oh, what what have is, what hasn't Chris heard that I can send her that she would find interesting? No, you've turned me on to some great stuff. So keep it coming, brother. You're right, doing great. Right. And like I say, I'm on the Great Lakes states right now. So if you have one, that's that's what's coming up in another week or so. Nice. Some eerie, some eerie Pennsylvania uh, uh, garage rock. <laughs> that would be great. There you go. Or some Madison, Wisconsin. That's a big music yes. hub. Chicago. Oh, yeah. 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 So, a lot, lot of good rock and roll coming out of there. Yeah. Very so. cool. All right. Well, uh, Chris, thank you so much once again for, for hanging out with all of us today. Really appreciate you. Thanks for taking the time. Uh, and we'll definitely be doing a part two to this for sure. Absolutely. So thank you so much for, for thank coming you. on today. Thank you so much. This was a blast. No, you are so welcome. Once again, just want to thank everybody for listening to another episode of the Rocket Life podcast. Please hit that subscribe button wherever you are listening to this. And also don't forget, you can watch the video version of this interview over on the Rocket Growth Agency YouTube channel. Just use the link in the show notes. Thanks again for listening and don't forget to rock it. Thank you.